I'm on the track. You know how we do it, man. Oh, boy, CHP, see the phenol. Hey, you. West Virginia 
Blue Ridge Mountain, Shenandoah River. Life is older there, older than the trees, younger than the mountains, growing like the breeze. Country roads take me home to the place I belong, West Virginia, Mountain Mama, take me home. my memories gather round her finest lady stranger to blue water dark and dusty painted on the sky misty taste of moonshine teardrops in my eyes country road take me home Tailgate crew, my name is Jermaine. Thanks for being a part of the show. And <laughs> well, like I said, thanks for being you, the fans, and thanks for the Bye Bye Chance Network for um, providing me these two hours to uh, talk my favorite thing in the world, which is sports. Um, before we get started, I mean, there's a lot of things that, that are going on right now. You know, Triple G kill broke tonight, uh, UFC 203. Uh, Stipe Milchic and Alistair Overeem, plus the um, the debut of Philip Jack Brooks, who people know know around the world as CM Punk, and uh, we'll talk about all that uh, really soon. But right now, we're gonna jump right into the daily devotional. Um, this was from Matthew 
uh, chapter 17, verse 5, and kind of personal. So I want y'all to listen to I want y'all to listen to to it while he was speaking, while he was still speaking. A bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud said, "This is my beloved son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him." I'm going to repeat that to you again. I want y'all to understand. I want y'all to soak it in. Soak it in. Soak it in. While he was speaking, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud said, This is my beloved son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Our ability to hear the Lord is directly related to our relationship with him. For example... Without hearing the call to repentance and salvation in Jesus Christ, an unbeliever cannot become part of God's family. Unless this vital step has been taken, nothing God does or says to that person will make a difference. Let me repeat what I just said. Unless this vital step has been taken, nothing else God says or does to that person will make a difference. But what about believers, you say? How does a Christian's closeness with God impact his or her listening? This is primarily an issue of identification. Once we receive Jesus Christ as our Savior, then we certainly have salvation and are eternally secure in him. But beyond that, God wants us to grow and mature in our faith. We grow in Christ by identifying ourselves more and more with Jesus. That continual process brings us closer to God. And so when we pray, we're not talking to some distant God out there somewhere. Instead, we are praying to a God who loves, sustains, and molds us into his own image. That changes how we approach him, doesn't it? I would think so. Instead of crawling face down before him, mourning and wailing because our sin and pleading for his mercies, we can, we can come to him boldly and joyfully. Assured that God, assured that he loves us, forgives us, and rejoices in our prayers. When we have unimpeded fellowship with the Father, we definitely hear him better. As we go closer to him, our spiritual hearing continues to improve. Through Jesus, we can have unimaginable clarity and intimacy in our two-way communication with the Almighty God. Let the Lord know that, that that is your desire. Let the Lord know that is your desire. Some people don't understand what 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 I mean here. So I'm gonna break it down to you. When you give yourself to Christ, you give not only part of yourself to you give not only give part of yourself to Christ, you give all of yourself to Christ. And he molds you into this being that he wants you to be. And when he molds you into that being he gives you gifts, and he gives you gifts that are unparalleled to any any gift that you can get from from the secular world. People need to understand that because I talk about God and I and I, and I do a devotion every every more every every time I come on the air, it's not because I'm doing it for my own health. I'm doing it for yours as well. I just want to open you up to something that's more than just a feeling. 
I want you to open. I want to open you up to receiving something that I received, that I have been receiving since I was eight years old. You know, it's a little food for thought for you. But we're gonna take a quick session break. We're gonna be right back. We're going to, first thing we're going to talk about is the Triple G Kell Brook match. Y'all stay tuned.
press box and say, okay, here's my name, Mr. Man. Thanks for being a part of the show. Having a little technical technical difficulties in, the, in regards to my headset. Um, sorry about all that, all this trouble and, and everything. But uh, as I was saying about about the Triple G Kill Brook matchup, I, I really, I'm really am looking and wanting to know the inner workings of Eddie Hearn's mind in regards to why he subjected Kell Brook to this punishment instead of the obvious contender at 160 right now, which is which is Chris Eubank Jr. You know, my thing I think about this fight is that Chris Eubank Jr. is probably ready for the big time. He's probably ready for a world title shot, and Eddie Hearn wants him to fight a couple more times. I think. For this fight, this is a this is a this is a, one of those matchups of it's, it's almost like a styles clash, if you will. Uh, you have the power punching, precision power punching of Carol Brook. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Triple G versus the pure power versus the boxing and just pure smoothness of of a Carol Brook, who's just this is a skilled boxer who has a little bit of power to him. Now. In regards to this fight, I really, I mean, I'm wondering if Kell Brook took this fight just so he can avoid the the unification matchups that are that are bound to happen with him. Danny Garcia, uh, Sean Porter is still in the mix after that after that after that epic fight that they that, that Thurman and Porter had together. Um, I mean, there's so many other. There's, there's a couple more other fighters out there. Um, I mean, and then you even have the the ghost of. <laughs> I mean, Timothy Bradley, Manny Pacquiao, who says he won't fight again, but I mean, I can just see him wanting to creep his way back in. And if Floyd Mayweather wanted to come out of retire, come out of quote unquote retirement as well. I mean, I can see him picking one of the one of those fighters. A Kell Brook matchup, a Kell Brook Floyd Mayweather matchup would be would be epic in in some in some circles, and including this one that that's talking to you right now. But is this, is this a way of Eddie Hearn saying I'm going to throw my goat to the wolves, so to speak, or? Is this is this a way to say, hey, from forty seven to sixty, Kell Brooks on the roof. Kell Brooks can go up to fifty four and he can he can fight Canelo, he can beat Canelo. You know, this is this is that this is that fight for Kell Brook. This is a career defining fight for him. But if he loses, it's it's not even a dire situation for him because he's still a champion at one forty seven. He can still fight the guys like Sean Porter, like Sean Porter, like like I said, the Thurmans, the Porters, the Danny Garcias, you know those guys. You know, I mean, I, I can even see, I can even see a Terrence Bud Crawford coming up from 140 to, to, to fight Kill Brook. That's probably going to be the next. That's probably going to be the next thing for for Terrence Crawford to do. You know, uh, but getting back to getting back to Triple G, I mean. And, and kill Brook this matchup. Now, Triple G's priming himself up 
for for the matchup against Canelo Alvarez, which which some people say could happen as early as as March, as as late as June, or later in 2017, September, uh, Labor Day weekend of September uh, of 2017. So this, this is some of the things that that we're looking at right now in regards to what you could have with Kell Brook, what you could have with, with Triple G. I mean, I can even see Triple G, I can even see a guy like James DeGale coming down from 68 to 60. Uh, James DeGale is a 168 champion, uh, the IBF 168 champion. I can see that happening, but there's so many intangibles right now that that could possibly happen between now and then that it's going to make that fight kind of difficult for James DeGale, especially if a guy, especially after November 17th, what, what I'm sorry, November 19th, what would happen between uh, Ward and Kovalev, whether Ward stays up if he loses, whether he goes back down to 68 and fights DeGale. So there's some options for DeGale at other weight classes as well. Not only coming down to 60 or going up to 75, uh, going up from 68 to 75. I mean, there's a lot of intangibles for James DeGale as well. And then we also have, you know, Triple G's in that mix as well. He could go up to 68 and fight James DeGale. He could go up to 68 fight a guy like Lucian Butte. You know, we, there's so, like I said, there's so many different fights that are out there, so many different matchups between – 54 and 60, between 60 and, and 68 that you can make for Triple G. But I think the main matchup that everybody wants to see is him and Canelo. And I want to see if Canelo can can be at 160, have that same pop punching power that he has at, at, at 54, because uh, he outgrew 47. We all knew he was going to outgrow 47. I mean, and the guy's still only 27 years old. So we've got we've got plenty of time to see Canelo be the man that he wants to be. But the window's kind of closing on the Triple G-Canelo matchup. I mean, Triple G's 34 years old. You know, we're talking about other matchups. You know, we all know that that Superman Steven, that Adonis Superman Stevenson, the WBC um, 175 champion, uh, light heavyweight champion, um, he just had his final Showtime matchup, which was a win. Now he's going back into he's in the the exclusive negotiating period with with Showtime CBS about staying with with Showtime. Now if he wants that big money fight, wants the big pay per view fights with the with the guys like like a like a Sergey Kovalev, like a Andre Ward. Um, or anybody like that, he has to come to HBO because that's what that's what that's what the, the fighters are. That's what those champions are. So we there's a lot of like I said, there's a lot of leeway going on between between here and there between you know Adonis Stevenson and, and that and that situation. But the situation tonight, Triple G Kell Brook. My position on this fight is this. If Kell Brook can make this a boxing match, he'll win. I mean, he's got a little bit of a reach advantage on, on Triple G as well, about a, 
a, about a half inch reach advantage, which which would make this fight really interesting if you think about it. If Kell Brook can make this a boxing match, if Kell Brook doesn't get caught with one of the one of those precision precision power shots that Triple G likes to use, I mean, he's a he throws a great left hand. He throws excellent right hands. I mean, he's got the full arsenal, and he got a jackhammer for a jab. So, and he can jab with the other hand. So when we look at it from that standpoint, is this as good or better? Is this as good a fight or better fight than we expect? We said this about the David Lemieux fight in Triple G. We said this about Triple G. We said this about Triple G when he fought um, when he fought the Irishman. Um, I'm sorry, when he fought Daniel Gill. We said this about about a lot of the fighters that that would test his chin. You know, and they really didn't test his test his chin because. He tested theirs over and over and over again, and they failed the test. So, um, this is one of those matches that you just you just want to see how how things are going to happen, what things are going to happen in the match. So, I like Triple G in this matchup. Do I think he's going to go twelve? If he touches Tilbrook once or twice, this match this match will end, and it will end quick. Tilbrook can make this match. A boxing match, a true boxing match, then this could be really, really interesting. Really interesting. So y'all stay tuned for that one. Stay tuned for that fight. That fight's on HBO. It's a five thirty, five thirty p.m. fight from London. Really excited to see it. Really excited to see it. Um, you know, we we move on and let, let's talk about the UFC. Now the UFC tonight. Big card, Cleveland, hometown guy, Steve Abiosi is putting up his, his heavyweight championship against Alistair Overeem. Alistair Overeem, Steve Abiosi, it's like looking in a mirror, pretty much. I mean, Steve Abiosi probably got the heavier hands than Alistair Overeem. Alistair Overeem's got just, he's just a tie master. He can, he can, Put it together. If he puts it together, like we all know that he can, Al Soverim could win this fight. But well, Cepat Milchich has got a chin. It's like granite. Whereas Al Soverim, he's got a chin and it's more like clay. Um. So, I mean, I can see that fight going either way. But the key for this matchup is this. If Steve can use his punching power, use his superior wrestling, get the takedowns that he needs to get, that he needs to get. He stands up with Alistair. You know, stay with, stay out of the, stay out of his range of his of his great kicks. He does throw a great liver kick. He does throw outstanding knees. If Alistair Overeem gets gets him on the on the cage, he could smother him, but is where Stipe is the most comfortable. Stipe likes to throw hard, short punches. And that's what got, I mean, that's what got him the championship. Throwing those hard, short punches, getting getting himself in positions to where he can throw punches. Where he can do things that, that he can do. You know, for Richard Redoom, 
you know, I mean, not to take anything from him. I mean, he was on a hot streak when he fought Stipe. And Stipe took this fight and did what he needed to do. He's a Cleveland guy. So, I mean, he's the first person to bring a championship to Cleveland since 1940. <laughs> I mean, not not LeBron, Stipe Miocic. Let's get that straight. Now, looking at other fights on this card, I mean, Fabrice Overdoom, Travis Brown, or Fabrice Overdoom and Mr. Ronda Rousey. Did I say that loud? I'm sorry. My bad. Um, too soon? <laughs> uh, I guess so. I mean, Fabrice Overdoom, Travis Brown, co-made event. This is this fight for me, I look at this fight as redemption for Mauricio Verdun, in, in a sense. Because his one and only defense, I mean, it only lasted about about 100 and, 130 seconds, 140 seconds. So, I mean... We're looking at this fight, and you know these are two guys that have fought before. And Travis Brown and, and Travis Brown got got submitted last time they fought, um, and that was when Travis Brown was on a hot streak as well, and he had just got done beating the aforementioned Alistair Overeem. So we're we're starting to see a lot of different different things, a lot of we're starting to see a lot of twists and turns in the heavyweight division. Does Mauricio Badum, if he wins this fight against Travis Brown, does he does he vault his way up to that to that top spot? Or are we looking at the winner of Stipe and Alistair fighting Cain Velasquez or Travis Brown? I mean, that that's one of the things that we have to look at in this fight. In this matchup. I think for Mauricio Badum if he wins, I think he'll get an automatic title shot. But that's beyond the point. Here's here's what needs to happen. Fabricio Verdum needs to needs to work his superior jiu-jitsu game. Not get caught with kicks, not get caught with left hands, because we all know that his his chin is, is not is not as good as it once was. With Travis Brown, he needs to he needs to get he needs to get the stand up game going. He needs to get himself together. Um Get that smothering offense that he that he that he brings to the table. I mean, he got excellent takedown defense as well. So we're looking at we're looking at two guys who who are good at what they do and could be better if they use each other's advantages to their disadvantages to their advantage. And with Mauricio Verdun, he could use his jiu-jitsu, where Travis Brown, he can just take down the fence and keep the fight standing where he wants to keep it at and actually beat Mauricio Verdun down. This is a lot of the things that, this is a lot of those intangibles in this fight that we talk about. A lot of intangibles. So that's a fight to watch as well. The other, the other fight on this card that a lot of people are talking about, you know, a lot of people are wondering about, you know, 
how is CM Punk going to react? How is he going to fight his first fight into the UFC against a guy like Mickey Gall? Mickey Gall, you know, a young guy. He asked for this fight. He received this fight. Now, he's trying to get his, trying to put his name out there, trying to get his 15 minutes of fame, trying to get, trying to get something going at, at, at his weight class at 170. CM Punk's coming down from 85 to 70 because Mickey Gall refused to go up 85. So he asked for the fight. He received the fight, but he wouldn't make any concessions for his opponent, which is all well and good. In seeing some of the workouts that CM Punk has done, I can see him using a lot of jujitsu. I can see him, I can see him being uh, being a, a really good guy, a really good jujitsu guy with really good stand up. Um, you know, he, he's a sport fighter. He so you know he he fights with some of the you know he he has some of the best in in his in his gym you know Anthony Anthony and Sergio Pettis you know are the two main stars in that gym I mean we look at we look at this fight with with Mickey Gall these are relatively young fighters not in regards to age but in regards to their careers and how many fights they've had this is going to be a combined fourth fight for the for the two of them. What I really want to see is can CM Punk take a punch? Can he throw a punch? Can he can he transition from the U from the WWE to UFC just as well? Is he healthy? Is he is he one of those guys who's just gonna be a one and done type guy? Or will he take on that legacy of a Dan Severin? Uh, Brock Lesnar, those type of guys. Ken Shamrock, if you want to, and if you really want to throw Ken Shamrock in, into the wrestler turn, MMA guy turn, back into MMA guy type deal. I mean, if you want to do that, I mean, you know, whatever. But CM Punk at 37, Mickey Gall at 22. This is. Will youth be served, or will lack of experience win out? I mean, been around big crowds, will it win out? That that's that's yet to be seen. One of the, one of the bigger fights, one of the best fights, I think that's going to be on this card is is, is just I, I really like this fight. Uh, Jim Rivera's on a on a just a, just. He's just on the roll right now. Uriah Faber, still in the midst at 35. Will he get another title shot? Probably not. No, this is one of the this is one of the sad things about about Uriah Faber. He's had four title shots. He's run up against Buzz Sauce. Do I necessarily think that he that he lost to Dominic Cruz? I don't think he lost to Dominic Cruz. I think Dominic Cruz just out just outfought him pretty much. Um, I mean, if you want to look at it from that standpoint, I think with Uriah Faber, he just wants to fight. 
he just loves the he just loves the fight. And Jim Rivera, fifteen straight fight, fifteen straight wins or something like that. I can't remember how many straight wins, but nobody wanted to take this fight. You had, you know, they tried to give this fight to. They tried to give this fight to Mr. Misa Chase, <laughs> Brian Caraway. They tried to give this fight to, um, you know, Jim Rivera actually said that he'd go up to 45 to fight him and on um, Burrell. Burrell turned down the fight. Um, John Dawson said he'd come up and fight him. You know, they offered a fight to John Dawson. Now that he's back at 35, he turned it down. I mean, so... Nobody wants to fight Jim Rivera. He's got heavy hands. Like, he's got some really heavy hands. And I think that's the one thing that, that people are afraid of. You know, this guy's got really, really heavy hands. And he will he will put you to sleep with one punch. Uriah Faber, I mean, like I said, he's 37 years old. He hasn't been able to win a UFC championship even though he's won belts under the Zephyr banner before, you know, with the WEC, where he was probably one of the top pound-for-pound fighters in the world. Still is probably one of the top pound-for-pound fighters in the world. You know, he's probably one of the best fighters never to win a UFC championship. But, you know, under that Zufa, under that Zufa um, umbrella, he's, he's won championships. So we know what kind of fighter he is. I think this may be a swan song for Uriah Faber. I mean, I know he's got like one or two fights left on his contract, on his UFC deal. So, I mean, it's it's, just, it's very interesting to see what's going to happen with him in the next few months. Um, you know, then we talk about the opening, the opening fight on this card. I mean. <laughs> I'm really excited about the opening finals cards. It's flyweight women, uh, I'm sorry, strawweight women, Carter Wooden and Jade. I I, just, I I'm I'm excited for this fight because this is gonna be a stand up war. These I mean just gonna Jade. You know we all know what she's gonna bring to the table. You know, uh, no, we know she lost out um, in a title bid uh, to to to. Um, Johanna Djerovic. Um Now they're trying to get themselves back into into the the eye of of one fifteen. You know, is this the time to strike with an iron hot with with a girl like Joanne Calderwood if she can get a big win over over Jessica Andrade? I mean, this is a top ten matchup at one fifteen that people really need to take and really need to watch and, and just look at because Joanne Calderwood is just excellent with, with her takedown defense. She's excellent uh, with taking with taking it to the ground. She's a jiu-jitsu she's a jiu-jitsu guy, a woman and she can stand up and she can throw tie kicks like in, like nobody's business. She's got big hands. She's got she can throw the she can throw really good hands. Just gonna draw that is just an all around just a fighter. Wherever you want to take it with her, and she will, she will master it. She 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 can master this matchup. So, 
you know, I'm looking at this matchup and, I, and I'm, I'm I'm like looking at this main card and I'm like, this is this is a main card that the UFC should be proud of because with the with the few cards that they've had before and with all the cards that they've had from week to week for the last for the last ten weeks to have this card be that be that penult be that um that that cherry on top. This is a great card. You know, top of the bottom, this is a great card. I mean, you cannot go wrong with this card. I mean, eleven matchups, great matchups on top of that. I mean, we haven't even talked about the preliminary card. Um the the FS one preliminary card. I mean C B Dalloway Timmy Dalloway and and Barroso, I mean, these, you know, Barroso's making his making his um his UFC US TV debut, um against Timmy Dalloway who was ultimate, who was on the Ultimate Fighter, and then this is a really good fight. This, this could be a really good matchup for Timmy Dalloway. Timmy Dalloway, you know, he's He's advanced in in his grappling. He's at, I mean, he was always a great wrestler, but he's advanced in the jiu-jitsu game. He's he's advanced his boxing. He's advanced his his his, his Muay Thai. I mean, everything he does. I mean, he's he's advanced everything. He's improved. I mean, so CB Dalloway could be that guy that could welcome Barroso to the UFC. To the U.S. <laughs> to the U.S. and you know and, and get a win. This is a good fight. This is a good fight to watch. Another fight to watch that I'm really, I'm really, I'm really kind of, I'm really excited for. Nick Lynch. I mean, honestly, if he could have stayed healthy and not take costly losses the way that he does, the way that he fights, the way that he does things, I mean. Michael McBride is a, is a guy who's just a karate guy who can box jiu-jitsu, um, jiu-jitsu black belt, if I'm not mistaken, against a guy like Nick Lentz. This this could be just as good of a fight as any as any fight on the card. Um, I mean, Nick Lentz has heavy hands. I mean, when I say he has heavy, heavy hands, I mean he could literally touch you and you're going to sleep. He's also got a great ground game. He's also a great wrestler. He's also, I mean, he, he grounds and pounds really. I mean, he's a ground and pound master. So I mean, this this is a fight that could that could be a Styles Clash kind of fight too. I mean, you can't go wrong with any of these fights on this card. I mean, but. The best fight on this card for me, I mean, on any part of this card, I wish that this, I wish that this fight was on the main card instead of on instead of on a preliminary card. But I love it because you get to see it for free. Betty Correa and Jessica I, these are two women that really don't like each other, really don't like each other at all, and you can tell with the stare down that they had and. I, I, it was probably more intense to stare down as any I've seen in a long time. And and the reason why I say that is because we look at 
we look at this fight, Betty Correa, this guy, Betty Correa could put herself, vault herself back into the into the hunt. Um, can vault herself back into that title hunt, put herself back in the top ten. Jessica I has had some really costly losses. I mean, against some really stiff competition. So we look at it from that standpoint, and it's like, wow, you know, can this get any better? Can this get any better? I mean, especially Betty Correa. I mean, the last fight out she had, she got she got destroyed. She she really got destroyed by by Ronda Rousey. This guy, you know, she had a costly loss. She had a loss the last time she fought. So this is this is one of those things where it's. It's do or die for for these for these ladies. Do I think any one of them will be released? No, but what I think will happen is that you know one's gonna have a one's gonna have a tougher road to hoe in regards to getting back into that title picture as as the other. But this is a this is a great fight because you're gonna see you're gonna see two women that they're not gonna take each other down. You're gonna see two women who who's going to punch each other in the face. I've seen Jessica I get busted open, and she kept fighting and won't actually want to fight. Betty Correa is just like, her, just like her nickname says. She's a pit bull, and it's scary to see what she's going to do in regards to to her to her game and in regards to her plans and how she's going to take out this guy, if she can take out this guy. This is one of, like I said, this is one of those fights that I wish it was on the main card, and and I hope that I hope that people will take this, you know, take this with and, and with heat and, and just look at this fight and be like, hey, he's right. And I mean, like I said, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a really really good fight, really good fight. But um, I know a lot of people ask me who I, who do I think will win. You know, Sovereign and and Stipe Mocic. Um Stipe Mocic hasn't shown me. He's shown weaknesses in the past, but he's cleaned up those weaknesses. He's got the stronger chin than Al Sovereign. He doesn't throw wild looping punches. He's got great takedown. He's got great takedowns. Great takedown game. Got good takedown defense. So does Alistair Overeem. Alistair Overeem is just a great guy. A great fighter all around. He's a legend. Do I think do I think this is the time for Alistair Overeem to, to win? I think he could win. I think that he should win because he is a bigger guy and he is a more skilled guy. He's a more experienced guy. But I'm going to take Stipe Miocic in this. I mean, I'm going to say I'm going to say Stipe in this matchup simply because I like Stipe's approach to the to the fight. Uh, I like the fact that he he's looking he's looking more focused than than I've seen him before before his title match. So this is 
this is one of the like I said, this is one of those fights that you just gotta just gotta watch. Is it fight of the year material? It could possibly be, but you know, with heavyweights, I mean, it's really hard to get a fight of the year type type fight. You know, you know, so just hard to say. Um, as for pretty sure we're doing Travis Brown. It's whoever can get their game going first will win that game. CM Punk, Mickey Gall. CM Punk's been been around them big crowds, but he's never been in a in a in a ring. Quite like he's never been in a UFC octagon. So when you look at it from that regards, is do I give that advantage to Mickey Gall? I think this is a wash. I really think it's a wash. Um, I think it's go either way. For for our favorite, Jimmy Rivera. Jimmy Rivera touches Uriah. He's going to sleep. Uriah favorite got heavy hands as well. But if, if Uriah can work his wrestling, work his drowning game, he'll win this fight. Um, this is also a wash. Just gonna draw that joy and call the wood. And just sit, that's that's the fight that you just had to say watch and see. As for this guy, Betsy Correa, I, I I don't know. I mean, again, this is just gonna be two women that's gonna punch each other in the face. That's all I can that's all I can say about it. Um and those are my predictions for the for the UFC two or three. Um I just it's just very, very it's very difficult for me to, to pick these fights because Looking at uh, looking at all all these fighters on this card, I mean, they all bring something special to the table. They all bring something different each time they come to the octagon. So, um, very very hard to see, but um, it'll be a great card, um, top to bottom, from the prelims to to the to the main event. So, but uh, we're gonna take a quick station break. We'll be right back. Um, we're going to talk some college football and um, y'all stay tuned y'all listen to some Marquise Wineglass y'all oh yeah alright peace to the reds Just like yesterday when I was tripping with you Now you long gone, Jesus called you home, girl, you know we miss you It's a damn shame, cause you lost your life to a jealous nigga If he couldn't have you, then nobody else could, so he pulled the trigger So I'm gon' smoke all of this herb and I'ma sip all of this drink It's taping the truth of reality, peace when my mind is blank Murder, 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 I'ma see these deaths like all that I think Your niggas, they banging them gang, they just tryna earn them some rank your niggas ain't playing no games, your niggas ain't throwing that flame Your niggas just shoot that on swing, your niggas we lost But I'm here to bring us some change, my people don't put us to shame Who is to blame? Is it our mothers? Is it cause we never had a father, now we needed them I've been sir sipping cause I needed them Splitting cigarettes, now we needed them I don't wanna die today, all I wanna do is get high today And let the underground sound be my hideaway I was locked but this beat helped me find a way I got a lot, a lot of niggas in the graveyard a lot, a lot of time that was too hard Praying to my knees, I'm like, oh lord On the boulevard 
get the scope. Twelve coulda came and got me anytime. Lot of drama on my mind. Went back home and old kill. I seen my mama crying. What is going on? Looked in the mirror and I know it ain't me. Looked in the mirror, I was hungry, I was grinding, so a nigga had to go get that cheese. Too young, too young. It's a lot of young niggas in the city losing lives, losing lives, losing lives. Just too young, with two guns. It feels like yesterday when I was tripping with you. Now you long gone, Jesus called you home, girl, you know we miss you. It's a damn shame, cause you lost your life to a jealous nigga. If he could have you, then nobody else could. Can we pull the trigger? Yeah, you pull the trigger and it's the same song. Everywhere we go, that murder, 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 pistol, bang, 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 is all we know. And it's like the same song. Everywhere we go, you better watch what you do tonight. They might take your life, they might take your soul, and I don't know. So I'm smoking on this drug. Praying to heaven, that's where I go. But this life that I live, I'm trying to get these Benjamins. I'm trying to not commit these sins, but I gotta get it, gotta get it, Lord knows. Lord knows. I don't wanna die too young. I 
I just wanna talk to your girl about the suit drop a water in my chain now I'm way, way cooler I'ma get you higher than the planet you ain't never seen Pull up in the shit you ain't never seen I just wanna talk to you Nothing like your lead, baby girl, let me talk to you Smoking on some shit from the west side I'ma get you higher than the east side Bullin' with the niggas on the right side I'm the type of nigga that'll keep right Pull up at the red light I'ma drop the top of the hair right She ain't nothing like no mother bitch she fell in love with a real nigga All the dribble got me fucking with her Baby girl, no, I'm fucking with her I just wanna talk to you, girl, about the future I've been water in my chain, now I'm way, way cooler I'ma get you higher than the planet she never seen Pull up in the seat she ain't never seen I just wanna talk to you, girl, let me talk to you Nothing like the last baby girl, let me talk to you Baby girl, let me talk to you Baby girl, let me talk to you I just wanna talk to you. I just wanna talk to you. Put your phone on a wall with me. I never fall with none of these lanes. Young nigga really get it. Young nigga really get it. G5 to the west side. Over I got a nigga high. Better have a man, you see the sky. You really get that because I'm fine. Red bottom slippers, she my Cinderella. Magic City G5, shout about whatever. She focused by getting in that word about you, bitch. It's a vision on paper, no time for the haters. Shots on dead, baby girl, turn up with me. Once you gon' turn up with me, now if I check, got me ballin' like Petey, Orlando, my city, let's get it, we livin', we gon' make a move with no matinee, Kim K, Ray J, way before Kanye, in my city, we fuckin' till Monday, put the phone down and walk with me, Molly got me geek, want you talk to me, run a game like 2K, but with a shout it a long way, I just wanna talk to you, girl, about the future, I put water in my chain, now I'm way, way cooler, I'ma get you higher than a planet she ain't never seen, Pull up in the seat, you never seen I just wanna talk to you, girl, let me talk to you Nothing like the last baby girl, let me talk to you Baby girl, let me talk to you Baby girl, let me talk to you I just wanna talk to you. I just wanna talk to you. Put your phone out and walk with me. I never fall with none of these lanes. Young nigga really get it. Young nigga really get it. G5 to the west side. Over I got a nigga high. 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 Welcome back to the Fresh Box and the Tailgate Crew. My name is Jermaine. The main event is in the building. Thanks for being a part of the show. And the college football gods have not been good to us this week, as they were to us last week. So, uh, some breaking news going on as of right now. Landon Rice, the four-star recruit from Calhoun, Georgia, who is enrolled at Auburn University, has left the Auburn University program. Um, he was a true freshman coming in, um, part of that great recruiting class. Did not get any playing time this week. Um, so, last week against Clemson, um, as a lot of people thought he would, um, he's left the program. Um, don't know if he's going to return or not. Um, that hadn't been really talked about. Uh, when asked about, when asked, when just my son was asked about it, he didn't uh, even regard his name at all. So um, that's some that's some recent developments there. Um, but the guys hadn't have not been good to us in, in regards to matchups to th- this week. Uh, some pretty light matchups this week, and uh, uh, I think 
I think the the premier matchup this week and and um well there's not really a premier matchup this week. Um I mean unless you unless you're looking at uh Arkansas T C U type game or or the the battle at Bristol between Tennessee and, and Virginia Tech, which I think could be a really good matchup and and um I really think that you know, if you really look at it from this standpoint, and and hopefully you will. Tennessee, Virginia Tech could be one of those really good matchups on paper that could really turn into a bunch of crap on, on the field. So, uh, from that regard, and, and that's not that's not a knock on either one of these programs. It's just a it's just a general thing between these two. You know, you can be really excited and then it just turns right into a just complete dud. I mean, it could be explosive and then it's like you know what I mean? I mean so <laughs> so I mean that that this is what I'm saying about this matchup. This could be a good matchup. I mean it's a record I mean it should be a record shattering night. 150,000 people in, in the stadium. In the stadium, uh, Bristol Motor Speedway, Thunder Valley, as as a lot of people like to call it, and um, it's actually one of my favorite tracks in the NASCAR schedule. So, um, so I mean, like this could be this could be a really good matchup. But I'm gonna say like this, and there's a lot of there's a lot of things I, I, I think there's a lot of things I, w- I would say about about those set alerts and there or whatever, but. You know, there's not really a game that really screams upset alert except for Arkansas TCU or or Jacksonville State over LSU. I mean, like those are two those are two games that that really cry out to me. Ooh, upset! You know, um, Texas Tech Arizona State is going to be a really good matchup. Um, two explosive powers in regards to. Excuse me. Two explosive, two explosive, you know, teams there. You know, they could be explosive. You know, Patrick Mahomes, who who led the nation in in passing efficiency and and um, in passing yards last year, uh, is one. And then you look at and you look at you know Arizona State. You know, they're breaking in a new quarterback. You know, no more Mike Burkovici. So I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that that are going on at, at Arizona State um, this year as well. You know, Washington State, Boise State. You know, Washington State's always going to be explosive in regards to how many times they throw the ball, how many times they how, how many yards they get down the field. Boise State, Boise State, still Boise. Um, Virginia, Oregon. That's 10:30 game on ESPN. I mean, there's, there's not really much. Not really much to to talk about this week in regards to, to the football games, but um, but I think there's a lot of things that that we could talk about that were like in regards to to some of the matchups. Um, you've got a pretty good matchup. Right, you've got a pretty good matchup. In regards to uh, 
I mean, in regards to some of the matchups, you know, you have a good, pretty good matchup, you know, with Oklahoma. I mean, Oklahoma really want to see how they're going to bounce back from from that debacle that they had in Houston last week. Uh, only scoring 23 points when they should have scored more. Will they clean up a lot of the a lot of the misses they have that they have to clean up? Uh, and that's that's a bigger question there. Um, Texas, Texas, can they sustain that that drive that they had after last week and that big win against against uh, Notre Dame? Uh, I think they can do that as well. The bounce back from LSU. What are we going to see from LSU? Um, Missouri after after after. The, oh my God! I mean, they pretty much is. They pretty much got their, I mean, lack of a better word, they got their ass whipped, you know, last week. So, um, by 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 a pretty good West Virginia team. So, um, really, really want to see the bounce back there. Um, like I said, I mean, there's so many different matchups right now. Um, East State, you know, number ten and number ten in the FCS rankings. They go to Louisiana Lafayette. This could be this could be I, w- I mean a lot of people call it upset. I would I would say that this could be the matchup that could be probably the game of the day in in, in some regards in, in, in some regards because we look, I look at this matchup and I'm like McNeese State Louisiana Lafayette they're so similar in the way that they the way that they want to do things with the ball. They want to keep it ground. They want to keep it grounded. And if they have to put it in the air, they will put it in the air. But they both rely on great defenses, and the Cowboys have got a great. The Cowboys has got a great defense. McNeese um, has always had a great defense. They've always they've always been traditionally known to have a great defense. So I'm really interested in the seeing this matchup. Seeing if McNeese can can pull the upset against against Louisiana Lafayette. Which, in regards, wouldn't be a real upset, not to me, because they're so similar. The only thing, the only difference is, is that one school's got 85 scholarships, the other one's got 63. That that's the only that's the only real difference between those two teams. Um, that could be that could be a um, that could be a really big thing. Um, You know, Sunbelt Auction, um, you know, we got some Sunbelt Auction already. Um, already jumping in the conference, in the, the conference and Georgia Southern playing South Alabama. I think that's going to be a really good matchup. South Alabama um, upset Mississippi State last week and Georgia Southern um, winning last week as well. I mean, these two 1-0 teams, I'm really wanting to see what Georgia Southern will do uh in regards to their running game and if they're going to put the ball back in the air, um, really excited for for Georgia Southern because I get you get to see a guy by Austin head coach, uh, but former by Austin head coach uh, Lance Gillespie, his second time around at at uh, Georgia Southern. You get to see him, you get to see that offense, and you see what he can do offensively. Cause this guy's an offensive genius. Um, well, he's known as an offensive guru uh, around around the nation, around the state of Georgia, 
uh, him and David Dean, former coach at Valdosta State, they're the co-offensive coordinators at uh, Georgia Southern. Um, what you saw from Valdosta High School last year is pretty much what you what you saw, what you see, what I saw last week with Georgia Southern. Um, they like to put the ball in the air. He likes to put the ball in the air, and if he's got a, a running back that can complement his passing game, he will use it and he will take advantage of it. Um, anyway, and also to that, big shout out to Valdosta, uh, number three in six A. They're three and zero. Um, they went up to Tiff last night. They went to Tiff County last night and beat Tiff County, uh, forty six to thirteen. Um, <laughs> a couple weeks from now, Valdosta plays Calkwood, and Calkwood's zero four now um, after the thirty four to three loss to uh, last night to Roswell. And I saw both of these teams play at the Quirky Kell Classic, and um, I saw more fight. In the first three weeks of that of the, of, the, of the season, than I did, and that I did last night for uh, for Crawford County, and that that was kind of disappointing to me. But John Ford's <laughs> John Ford's Roswell Hornets. I mean, John Ford's just he just I I I don't know. I mean, like it is. They're in there, they're going to be on a collision course with with uh, with teams like McKeeson, teams like Mill Creek. <laughs> um, they got Archer a little later on in the season. Norcross is looking good. Um, East Coweta is looking good. You know they're quiet three and zero. So, I mean, this is you know, like I said. I mean, high school football in state of Georgia is. Just, there's nothing like it, and you know Texas is the same way. You know Texas high school football same way. Um, school like Canadian high school, you know they're moving up from two A to three uh, A Division two, and they're one and two on the season, and they lost last night fourteen to seven. So I mean to Carrington who Carrington who um, who made all the way to the regional finals in, in, in Texas last year. So you've got some you got some really good teams that are not doing so hot. I mean, I don't want to say not doing hot, but I would say they're not playing up to what they need to be playing at. Um, and that's due to reclassification. I mean, and reclassification is, you know, they're <laughs> – it's hurting everyone, especially especially one six one seven a. Um, it, it's making one six a look real good. Uh, Valdosta, Valdosta, um, they beat two teams from one six a. They're probably going to take out a third one in Coffee County in a couple of weeks um, before they jump in the region play. And um, like I said, it's just going to be a great match. It's going to be a great matchup to see Coffee um and everything next week, but um, getting back to college football. Sorry about jumping off that tangent there. Um, I said there's really not much to, to think about, but you know, two rivalry games that that really stand out to me 
well, there's a couple games that really stand that kind of stand out to me now that I'm looking at the schedule a little bit. Auburn, Arkansas State. I really want to see the the bounce back that, Ar- that Auburn has last, last week after that disappointing loss. Uh, they played really well. And they played well, – the defense played well. The offense pretty much didn't give themselves a chance. Uh, I think there was too many changes in the offense. Um, so, I mean, that that's, that's probably – part of the reason why they couldn't get any, any rhythm going offensively. Arkansas State, um, Arkansas State coming in, I mean, they're going to be running the same similar offense that that Clemson runs. So, I mean, it's just going to be very, very interesting to see the bounce back and what kind of defense we're going to see. Will we see that that light side, that light side defense that we saw from Auburn last week that, that shut Clemson down to 19 points um, and everything. You know, I would love to see that. Love to see that. Uh, another game that, I, that that really just bounced out to me now is the North Carolina-Illinois matchup. Um, North Carolina-Illinois, it's an interesting matchup now. Whereas when you looked at it in the preseason, you – you would have thought, hey, you know, with Bill Cubitt there, you would have thought, hey, this is going to be, a, this is going to be, you know, chop this up to an L for for Illinois, you know. Uh, North Carolina's got this in the bag. Now I would have thought that too, you know, but with the new offense and new defense with Hardy Nicholson, uh as defense coordinator, you know, and, and, and they've got the really good players they have back. And then the really good and, – and then they've got a good quarterback in West Lunt who is – West Lunt who doesn't turn the ball over. You know, Oklahoma State transfer uh, – Started his career at Oklahoma State. Started started a few games as a true freshman. You know what he can do as a player. But here's the here's the question that a lot of people have about Whistling about Whistling. Does he have does he have the wherewithal to be in the system in Illinois system? Yes, he's he to me epitomizes what a what a quarterback should be in that Illinois system. Um. So, looking at Illinois, looking at North Carolina, Illinois is on a high from winning. They're on a high from from a new head coach, you know, new coordinators, new everything. You know, there's a renewed sense of optimism. Illinois, will Illinois win this game against North Carolina? North Carolina has a lot to prove. Um, after yeah, after having the ten point lead and losing it and losing it late the way that they did, this is part of the reason. Why, why they're not, why they they're not as good as what they could be. North Carolina is. Sometimes they can't finish games. Sometimes they, yeah. Sometimes they won't finish games, and that that's part of the reason why they won't finish games because they they don't they get a big lead and then they just stop. You know, they stop playing. So 
for me, I'm looking for North Carolina if they get a big if they get a big lead or they get a good lead. I'm looking for them to finish. I'm looking for North Carolina to finish. I'm looking for Illinois to to keep that to keep that momentum rolling. Um, just to see what what's going to happen. I mean, I, I really I'm, I'm really liking this matchup. You know, and then the Seahawks series, Iowa Iowa State. You know, Iowa State's coming off a loss. Matt Campbell had a bad loss against Northern Iowa, but Northern Iowa is a is Northern Iowa is Northern Iowa. I mean, there's no other way of putting it. And I, and I say it like this. Northern Iowa is a premier program at the FCS level. They play in a really strong FCS conference, in a Missouri Valley football conference. A lot of people discount the fact that they play at a, at a lower level than, than FBS because of because of you know the teams that play, but when you're in a conference with <laughs> South Dakota State, North Dakota State, North Dakota, well North Dakota's in the big sky now, but you're in, you know Illinois State, um, Western Illinois, you're in you're in and Southern Illinois, you have some you got some players. That are playing in the Premier League in in the in the, conf, in the country, you know, we can all say that you know that there's there's a Big Five in in the, in the FBS too, in the FCS as well. I mean, the Big Five. I mean, you look at the Big South, you look at the Southland, you look at um, the OVC. I mean, you can you can say that there's six Big Time conferences in in uh, well seven. I mean, you can say there's a power seven in in FCS. Um, you can say the C, the, the the Colonial. You can say um, the Southland. You can say the Missouri Valley Football Conference. You can say the Big Sky. You can even throw in. Um, you can throw in the Big South. You can throw in the OVC. I mean, there's seven there's seven conferences right there that. Have teams that can go into other that can go into FCS schools and beat the crap out of out of these FCS schools. I mean, they've done it, and you've seen them do it. I mean, North Dakota State went into went into K State and won by two touchdowns. So, I mean, this is something that 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 hasn't it's not unprecedented. So, I mean, I don't understand why people think that. Hey, you know we're playing this low level team. No, they're low level. I mean, they're lower level than us. They play unheard of teams, but those unheard of teams, they probably have more. They probably have more NFL players on their team than you do on your in your whole state. So uh, let's just put it. I'm just gonna put it out there like that. So um, then your school does. Your favorite school does. So you know, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave it at that and uh, go from there. Another big game. I think this is the biggest game of the day. It's a holy war. BYU Utah. Simply put, when we say holy war, they don't like each other. They don't like each other. They hate each other. I mean, they. I mean, if one, if if a Utah player was on fire, <laughs> the BYU player wouldn't pee on them to put him out. That that's just the way that goes. I mean, 
this is all the BYU Utah matchup is almost is all, is, is college football's equivalent of. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. The BYU Utah matchup is the equivalent of Alabama Auburn, uh, Red Sox Yankees, um, Cowboys Cowboys Giants, Cowboys Redskins, Cowboys Eagles, Cowboys I mean, just whoever. Um, this has all. I mean, this. I mean, when I say that this is a holy war. You have the Mormons versus the Christians. I mean, that's basically quote unquote what this is. What why they call it that? Because you got the fighting Mormons, and then you have the BYU guys who are the fighting, you know, whatever religions they are. So it's funny in that regard that this is what it's called. But you get them on the field; these two teams don't like each other at all. I mean, at all. I mean, if if I had to liken this to to another to another, um, if I had to liken this to another rivalry, and it's a rivalry that I, I saw today for the first time in five years, it happened in the league. Um, the old firm, Celtic and Rangers. Celtic, by the way, won five to one. Um, don't need no no need to brag, but you know. Love my green and white. Love my hoops. Um, just like I love Man United, who lost their derby matchup. Um, don't want to talk about that as well. Um, so don't. I'm not gonna bring it up. And I don't care to 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 bring it up or talk about it right now. So you know that just happens that way. But um, I'm just. I, like I said I'm just really, really. <laughs> I'm really excited to see BYU Utah. I want, I'm ready to see that intensity. I'm ready to see an intense rivalry. Um, we look at, you know, we look at, look at Iowa State, Iowa. I mean, like those are intense rivalries. But I think Iowa's going to just put it on, put it on Iowa State. I think Utah, I think BYU and Utah is going to be like a rock'em sock'em robots type of deal. Where where everyone is just gonna just gonna you know just fight you know it's just gonna be a big fight um just a boxing fight I mean but um I mean and that's the way that's gonna happen Virginia Oregon is gonna be a good matchup Virginia Bronco Mendenhall his Virginia debut I mean they did not look good last week at all. Oregon, they look strong, but the defense is still kind of suspect. I think they're they're still trying to buy into the to the whole thing. Uh, so you know, it's just like I said, I'm I'm really excited just to see what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks, next couple of days, and, and um. Next couple of weeks, next next twelve hours, to be honest with you, in regards to football, in regards to to boxing, MMA, everything that's going on right now, you know, it's all all good. But we're gonna take a quick session break. We'll be right back, and we're gonna finish up the day. Y'all stay tuned. Yeah, yeah. 
Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're right here with us tonight. And I thank you for that. Hailing from Norfolk, Massachusetts. Give it up for him, y'all. Homie, my eyes too filled with the shit I seen. And daytime told me still I dream. When a cold glass filled with the feel I bring. And still it's old schooling when I ride on clean. And I could reach on to the levels above. Or maybe skyrocket to the levels of buzz. I'm feeling way better by the end of my run. So I'm in paradise kicking by the time that I'm done. You feel me? A new space where my mind is. Your opinion couldn't define this. And we searching only to find bliss. Steady living on, cause you can never rewind this. Living, I earn, I give and I earn. Hustle and burn through the essence of spreading my word. I stay vivid to the dreams done. On these verses, I'm giving Cupid machine guns. So bada boom, what's love? Come on. Against the world, round one, nothing here to take the pressure off. On skylines, I can level off. I put my ego on the edges of clouds until I let them dry. Hitting the ground, good riddance. The boy rigid with sand and my mood shifting. Young nights with parties and new women. Regardless of the crowds, I'm thinking we too different, cuz. They in up for recognition, we in up for love. Cursing a dollar to the point that I'm getting me some. Miles above what was supposed to be out of my brains. Ironic, cuz I thought about jumping a gun. Biting bullets with the peace signs on them. Running from the ruckus to the whole path on us. Running and still, never forgetting where I came from. It's one love and one fam to the game's one. We ain't the same, son. Like this before, rolling my knees while we rolling pages. 
Trying to get you hiding in them scrapers Cares a vibe, cares a favors You should call them sick, you should call them favors I promise You ain't never had it like this before, no, no Don't you lie, don't you Tell me that you gotta go to work, babe Finished, but I'm just beginning. But I'm just beginning. 
Decisions, decisions, I better pipe down before I go to prison. These snakes are all over, see devil let go of me, blinding my vision. God's always fit and he made the decision to keep me around. I could have been gone, no way we got caught on that road with them pounds. But I don't give up cause I gotta keep going when I made that decision. Right. I'm a fool right. with this shit, search a call with this bitch, and I throw with precision. Right. Went to handle right. some business, and while I was gone, you chickens been dissing. What? Coming fuck with this hill, and I ain't your career since you made that decision. Right. I'm live and direct, and you gotta respect me, I came from the door. Uh-huh. I'm uh-huh. knocking out all of my competition, should've won me some gloves. Ooh. Can't run Ooh. G on me, cause I been running game, so I know how to piece it. Ooh. He wanted a feature, I packed him so bad, he didn't release it. That right? That decisions, right? decisions, I'm sitting back laughing, this shit is so funny. Uh-huh. Give a fuck uh-huh. what you did with the song, long as you ran me my money. My money. My decisions, money. decisions, the streets call me Hershey, but I'm not the sweet. Decisions, uh-huh. decisions, I'm at it like Jordan chasing my first ring. Decisions, decisions, these hoes are just mad cause they name I don't mention. Decisions, decisions, fuck all these niggas, I'm keeping it pimping. Decisions, decisions, I'm here for the money, can't pay you attention. Decisions, decisions, you thought I was finished, but I'm just beginning. Decisions, decisions, these hoes are just mad cause they name I don't mention. Decisions, decisions, fuck all these niggas, I'm keeping it pimping. Decisions, decisions, I'm here for the money, can't pay you attention. Decisions, decisions, you thought I was finished, but I'm just beginning. I'm playing Hershey, hot bar, shorty, lady flow spitter. Yeah, I keep yeah, a small me. circle, so them fake maggots, I ain't fucking with them. Decisions, decisions, I better pipe down before I go to prison. Man. Should I beef Man. with this bitch or make peace with this bitch? Decisions, decisions. Decisions, decisions, these hoes out here hating, they know I'm that bitch. Know I'm that bitch. Decisions, decisions, but y'all cannot break me, my blood is too thick. You know you ain't shit. Decisions, decisions, man, why would you hate? Tell me where is the love? Keep on running your mouth, I will knock your ass out, bitch, you hardly a thug. I'm dope like a drug, crashing your block when I surpass the top. These rappers ain't ready, my bars are so heavy, so why would I not? Why would I not? Decisions, decisions, I had to come out, cause I'm what they've been missing. No disrespect, but I came for the check, so just go ahead and get me. Go ahead and get me. Fuck a green light, cause I'm always on go, and you know I'm the bomb. She acting like she want a piece of these bars, but can't get you song. I'm winning, I'm winning, I'm winning, I'm winning, I'm winning, I'm winning. You thought I was finished, but nah, it ain't over, it's just the beginning. Decision, decision, these hoes are just mad, cause they name I don't mention. Decisions, decisions, fuck all these niggas, I'm keeping it pimping. Decisions, decisions, I'm here for the money, can't pay you attention. Decisions, decisions, you thought I was finished, but I'm just beginning. Decisions, decisions, these hoes are just mad cause they name I don't mention. Decisions, decisions, fuck all these niggas, I'm keeping it pimping. Decisions, decisions, I'm here for the money, can't pay you attention. Decisions, decisions, you thought I was finished, but I'm just beginning. Welcome back to the Press Box and the Tailgate Crew. My name is Jermaine. The main event is in the building. And got a few more minutes before we get out of here. But, um, you know, one of the things that, that we haven't talked about today is, um, and I wanted to make light of is um, the whole bullying epidemic and, and um, 
you know, I know that this is this is this is a sports show, but you know, I feel like I feel like I need to say something about this and I feel like people need to need to hear what I'm about to say. Bullying is becoming an epidemic in in today's society. And I'm I'm just I this past week, you know, in my area there was a kid that, that actually passed away, um, committed suicide and um not only did he commit suicide, he jumped in front of a train and um uh, to 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 kill himself. And the the sad thing about that is is that, you know, we all they all saw the signs, but they didn't care to listen to what he had to say. And the the sad thing about it is is that too many of these kids are are getting to that point. And what we really need to do is we really need to sit down with our kids. We really need to talk to our kids about about things like this, about bullying, about you know talking to kids the way that they talk to kids, about showing respect to the elders. I mean, we're we're so far we're so far disconnected from everything that it really it really as a human being it really makes me sick. Um. You know, I was blessed to have two parents that that really showed me respect, that really showed me how to give respect, really showed me the way. And I know sometimes I can be a bit of a, a I can be a bit of a of a pain to my parents. I know I could, I know I can be, and you know I don't mean to be, but it just it sometimes it just happens that way. But the point I'm trying to make is this. Parents need to be more cognizant of of, of the, what's going on with their kids. You know, there's nothing wrong with having that having that dinner with the, with their kids once a week or twice a week or whatever. Ask them how the week was. Ask them how the day was. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't have kids, but if I was privileged to have kids, that's what that would be what I would do because that's what my parents did for me. So. I challenge the the women, the parents who, whether you're a single parent, whether you're whether your your family is, you know what I'm saying. Whether whether you have, whether you're you're taking care of somebody else's kids or whatever, you know, as because their parents are around. I mean, I challenge you to. To be in their lives, I challenge you to to do the things that needs to be done as a parent. Because when we do the things that need to be done as a parent, or as a or as an uncle or an aunt, you know, cousin, whatever, whatever have you, we can we can mold people from being the bullies that they, that that they say that they are you know, or we can get them away from from all that you know because there needs there doesn't need to be anything like this anymore 
I mean, it, it's it's sad. You know, the son, the the fourteen year old, a fourteen year old boy has lost his life because of something senseless, because of people bullying. We need to we need to have our kids realize that. We're no better than anybody else. We're we're no we're, we're no better than anybody else. We're we're human just like they are. And because they have a certain preference or they because they they like certain things that you don't like, that doesn't make them any less of a person than you are. So let's just let's just be cognizant of our kids. Let's be cognizant of, of of their behavior. Let's be cognizant of of everything around them. Because if not, then we have this unnecessary death. So let's be cognizant people. Let's just let's just let's just be aware. I mean, this is point blank. I don't know how else to put it. But uh, we're going to take another quick station break. We're going to be right back, and uh, we're going to come back and wrap up the show. Y'all stay tuned. I have you weak in the knees that you 
like a Harley speaker. We could do like Uncle Ella swinging F in my G. Keep it on the down, yo, we keep it discreet. See, I'm not the type of kid to have my biz in the street. If my mom don't approve, then I'll just be low. Let me take the little man from inside the boat. Let me hit it from the back, girl, I won't catch a hernia. Talk on your couch, now you got demon furniture. Shy, he fight for the extra P. Stacy Beetle, PJ, and my man LG. They know the ass jack is really so on ice. The character is of man, never ever a mic. Shorty, let me tell you about my only vice. It has to do with lots of loving, and it ain't nothing nice. Tuesdays and you know we'll, we'll 
you know, you can talk about it then. But until then, we're not doing no, we're not doing no on our tailgate crew. You know, I got other things to talk about. You know, I, I got to fill up these two hours, and uh, this is what I do. So, um, again, sorry about the technical delays, technical difficulties that we've had. But, uh, you know, just uh, but just want to, <laughs> and, uh, of course, so just, uh, just put on a Tennessee racing helmet that's, like, bigger than, than Smokey's head. And, uh, yeah, uh, I guess he's picking Tennessee to beat uh, Virginia Tech, which is kind of funny. Um, dang, I wish I had a picture of that. But um, th- this is excellent. Um, <laughs> but, uh, again, just uh, thank you to everybody. And uh, we're going to get out of here. Y'all – Y'all do do one favor for me. Tell everybody that you, that you love that you love them, um, and also um, tell everybody that that you care for them. There's nothing wrong with that. So um, that being said, y'all have a great weekend. Tailgate responsibly, and let's go tailgate. Yeah, man. Hey, yo, T, I think, uh, I think we can keep this one slow. Make it easy to ride to. Yeah. You know, sometimes I look around and I think, like, maybe I am out here on my own. Yeah. Gotta find something. Oh, I can't? But I can try, right? Yeah. But what then? You know that ain't so bad. Yeah. I told a girl I love her, you stand on your own. But you ain't gotta deal with these cameras alone. From the beginning, see, I learned how to manage my own. Became the boy, and then I turned to a man on my own. The lone wolf for the pack, moving through hella crap. Down to earth, so it's only natural I hold you down. Now you the one I picture when I roam around And the summer I'm falling for you is going down Yeah, staying stuck in this season of mine And I've been shining to the point that my reason is blind Think I'm the one, now that's just something I'm reaching to find Out of control, but yo, that shit that I've still been denying Yeah, the light's down, but we staying up And looking back where I started, my only way is up Way to the world, but I lived it before the weight is up And still myself the one and only that I came to trust Now that's some crazy luck yeah. Let it rock. But you want some soul shit. Yeah. Uh, and she just keeps saying. You can't rescue me. Oh, nah. You know what? Maybe you're right. Well, what you gonna do? Yeah. Yeah. 
I never really thought realistic Cause when it comes to my vision, man, only I can see it Said only I can reach it And I'm just praying by the time that I'm gone I'll be hearing spirits so you can hear this Yeah, well these rappers stuck on the same product Tell them forget it, ain't hard to tell that they ain't got it Simple and plain, I'ma leave this world with my name on it Knowing it's easy to hate the plane when you ain't on it Riding, whipping through the horizon, my time and it's something better than it's ever been. They call me Wolfie from how I'm flying on hella biz. Hip hop's alive and I'm here to show you the evidence. Back to the wall where I started back in the day. I was pushing maximum effort and pulling minimum weight. Trying to show the all those around me that I can stand on my own. Now I swear I'm afraid of nothing. I'm screaming after the phone. While I'm busy pulling my fam up an animal, how I ran up the standards of how we live it. It's funny they pull the camera up. The picture how I'ma get it when years I've been in my zone. And it's just how I started by killing this on my own, my word is my bond, and I'm just out on my own.